Hello and welcome to Cutting to the Ball in the Post-Truth Apocalypse. I'm Ben and always I'm hanging out with Mike, Hello. Claire, hey. and Pete. Hey. Today we're going to do something a little bit more light-hearted, but just as important. The PK Man, and we'll get into that shortly. Peanut guy? No! Aww. Isn't that KP? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is psychokinesis. Oh. Okay, so using your brain to move do things. things that do things, not just move things, yeah, do, do things. things. Yeah. We'll get into it. But first I'll read out some a selection of new and returning listeners. The first one that strikes my eye right there is a Tehran in the Islamic Republic of Iran. Be very careful, listen to us, buddy. Yeah. You're alright, mate, don't worry, just don't tell your elders. Have you seen the women in Iran this last couple of weeks Very fighting back right. against the wearing the hijab? <laughs> like you got the, they've taken their hijabs off and the priests have been going past going, you know, put, put it on, where's your morals? And they're like, where are yours? You dirty old man. They need to fight back. Stuff yeah, like that. it's you that's fantasising. Let's mm. just hope that they don't go all out fucking Arabic on them all. Let's hope they don't beat England next Monday in the, oh, the World Cup. Yeah. Mm. Probably will. I'm not going past the world, not past the group stages. Maduro in the Marshall Islands. That's a new one. That's a very new one. It's an unusual one. Didn't even know they had a flag. Just thought they were a Don't province of. Thought they were a province of America, Marshall Islands. Thought there was something. Dublin in Ireland, Frankfurt in Germany, Madrid, Spain, Bishop Auckland, the Dallas in Oregon, Nakano in Japan, Spokane in Washington, Nitro in West Virginia. Niles, Michigan, Boardman, Oregon, London in the UK, Spring Valley, New York, Ashburn, Virginia, Guadalajara, Spain, and Belfast in the UK. 52 listeners in Belfast. Crikey. Or 52 listens. Might be the same guy or woman. Just binging binging it. it. Binging it. Binging it from the start. We have plenty back catalogue. Go back and listen. What episode are we actually on now? I forget. 7,463. (laughs) No. 400 or something. 247, I think. Oh. Yeah. As I was if you include the weird newses as well. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's a lot more if you include them. Oh, yeah, that's it. There's a lot. There's a lot. Go back and listen. So, you can also follow us on Facebook at Cutting the Bull in the Post-Truth Apocalypse, SoundCloud and most of the podcasting platforms at Cutting to the Bull in the PTA, and YouTube at Apocalypse Bull. All right, let's start with Ted Owens, the PK man. Never heard of him. No, and I haven't heard of him, and I'll give a shout-out to Howard Hughes' Unexplained podcast for an interview they did with Jeffrey Mishlove, who was a parapsychologist who studied this guy, who followed him around and... Stalked him. Talked to him. (laughs) Maybe stalked him, I don't know. What I like about this is that they've had a big falling out at the end as well. Yes. (laughs) Stop being a dick. Jeffrey Mishlove, actually, interesting fact he said on the thing, he was the first person, certainly in America, to get... Just parapsychology on his diploma. Everything mm. else was psychology or psychiatry. He was the first one to get parapsychology. Or so he claims. I wouldn't Is it, it. recognised as a proper scientific field? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it, it certainly is now. Okay. You can get degrees in it now, I know that much. Mm. And of course, yeah. the, you know, let's not uh, forget Dr. Venkman and Dr. Mm. Dr. Stantz from Ghostbusters who also had degrees in parapsychology. Well, did they? They were actors. They weren't real people. It was on the wall in the office, Pete. <laughs> means it's true. Okay, fair enough. Then. <laughs> Argument stands. So who was Ted Owens then? Ted Owens, 1920s and 1987, was an American who won notoriety by claiming macro-psychokinetic PK powers. They are an ability to control the weather on a large scale, direct really? lightning strikes, and cause or predict accidents. So basically, he thought he was uh, someone from the X-Men then. <laughs> yes, and this is my point about this, which is at the end, when I, you've stumbled onto what, what the, only, the only explanation I've got for this, apart from the fact he's full of shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he claimed he was the agent of alien space intelligences mm-hmm. acting through him. Certain observers were impressed by the frequency with which his predictions of future events matched the reality. They say most of this information we're taken from is by the biography of Owens by parapsychologist Jeffrey Mishlove, and the book is called The PK Man, A True Story of Mind Over Matter. Owens, born in Bedford, Indiana, USA, on the 10th of February, 1920. His father was a gambling addict, and he was raised by grandparents who, he said, both had psychic gifts. 
His grandmother's mother reportedly had been known for an ability to find lost objects and predict death, so she must have been fucking amazing <laughs> at parties. <laughs> oh, death! Death stalks you! It's like, Grandma, it's my birthday. Death! However, she'd be awesome with a lost and found. She would be. <laughs> I found your wallet though. <laughs> but you're not going to need it because you're going to die tomorrow, but I found it. <laughs> and his grandfather was a dozer, so he walked mm. around holding sticks. Do you know what though? There's major truth in that. What, the ones that found the wallet? Yeah. I don't know about that. It's something I need to look at. Jeremy Clarkson did it on his farming. It is weird, isn't it? And it genuinely does work. And Clarkson's Clarkson. He wouldn't have shitted that. He'd have been hoping to... God, he'd have been out to disprove that. He was hoping it wasn't going to work. Yeah. But it did work, and it was spot on. So, and I've seen it on many, many occasions. So, that is what... It's just the magnetic energy that water creates because it's so many particles moving around at such a speed at all times, even when it's a glass of water. It's just millions and billions of little particles moving around so maybe that creates such yeah. a we might have to okay but how do they detect it with two sticks it's just the metal it's the metal the, the thin metal rods mm. obviously magnetic forces interrupting with metal and okay. it's because of the way they're so loose and the way that they're allowed to just move freely completely it's just those slight magnetic forces seem to interrupt it I believe, uh, that's my cross, theory on it anyway if they cross just do over water yeah never cross the beams <laughs> cross the streams that's it now, Owens claimed his first psychic experience was a spontaneous levitation at age 4 followed by another at age 13 he said he had an imaginary friend who taught him to read precociously and that he learned hypnosis by reading about it and then going on to perform demonstrations at parties as a teen. <laughs> by his own account, he graduated from high school by blackmailing a teacher with a photograph of an embarrassing moment. Scam. He's a bit of a, a, bit of a rogue. <laughs> 1941 to 1945, Owen served in the US Navy, first assigned to learn electronics at Purdue University, and then deployed in the South Pacific in 1943. During this time, he felt he had gained mind-reading ability and contacted parapsychologist J.B. Ryan at Duke University, who gave him a job as a typist. Ryan never considered Owens one of his star subjects, and he's not mentioned in any of Ryan's books. Owens did, however, claim to have PK powers at this time. Mish Love, who obviously wrote the book, asked other people who'd been with Owens at Duke, and none were able to recall specific instances of him performing PK, Though they said that odd things happened around Owens without elaborating. It's so not presumably taking pictures of people uh, doing embarrassing things and mm. then getting getting high up the ladder. We get to that, don't worry. Owens studied at Duke until 1947, after which he started a construction job in Houston. Here he claimed to have acquired the ability to control lightning by invoking a female spirit named Big Lorny. I'm pretty sure I've met Big Lorne and Crone and Dory on a Friday night. You probably fucked her. <laughs> Gentleman never kisses and tells, Mike. Was she black with white hair by any chance? No. Um, I just think, I'm just picturing Storm from the X Men. No, yeah. Gotcha. <clears throat> In 1963, he claimed he and his second wife were suffering from blistering heat on a summer day when he decided to invoke rain, pointed his finger at the sky, and projected the words. Rain, storm, lightning into the air, and a storm followed in a short time. To ensure it was not coincidence, Owens repeated the feat numerous times in the next two weeks, according to his claim. He's checking the weather, in. Oh, yeah, he's like, <laughs> right, I can see the clouds over there. <laughs> yeah. He's a little bit taller than his wife, <laughs> so he can see it like ten minutes before she can as it comes over the horizon. <laughs> so he's like, rain is going to come now, rain! Look, see, told you! <laughs> no, I mean, weather happens, doesn't it? Yeah. He might have just got he might have, he might have just got phenomenally lucky with that. Do you know what? It I, does happen. I've been lucky on predictions before now, many a times, to the point where I convinced my, some of my old friends I was psychic. Because, for instance, we were waiting for a pizza one day. We were waiting fucking ages 
And it was like getting on midnight, it was one of them, a bit late. I was like, it's all right, don't worry, be here in about 10 seconds. And I counted down from 10, <laughs> knock on the door. It was like, that was a bit freaky. <laughs> and it was, like, it's not because I'd seen them or anything like that, it was just pure coincidence. You subconsciously hear a car pulling up. No, 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 mm. genuinely hadn't, like, it was, it was pure coincidence. Remember, this is a long time ago and memories do get no, killed in, right? No, no, yeah, sorry. So Unless you have a photo. This was last memory. week. He's so. just saying this is just a coincidence, Ben, that's yeah. all it was. I'm saying there's pure, co- there's been many He could have done that a hundred times and he wouldn't have got it. it. My point is, I've predicted things on many coincidental incidents. Yeah, mm. where it's been purely coincidence that my prediction has come right and I've been sat there laughing to myself thinking, no fucking way! But, you know what I mean? So there is an element of that anyway. It's very it's very easy to predict something. Yeah, you know, it is. And it is some, if you listen to the weather report the day before. Something that's going to happen you know about noon, minutes. it's going to start raining. Yeah. Well, that's why you've got to look at <laughs> Unseasonably hot weather tends to be followed by storms. I'm, yeah. I'm talking short-term predictions. I'm yeah. talking like five minutes time predictions. Right. But I'm not saying you could predict something next year, but you can predict something that's going to happen mm. in five minutes. Like Ben is going to take a sip of that drink in a minute. See, I'm fucking no. psychic, man. No, I've just got a drinking problem. Mystic <laughs> <laughs> Meggy. But no, I do, I, that's what I'm, that's what my point is. Like I know I've mm. done it on many Septic occasions. Smeg. So he, he was just lucky. He was lucky predicting things. Well, maybe. <laughs> That's, have you got your powers from space intelligences? No. No, well, he claims he has. By 1965, he concluded that his PK powers came from space intelligences who had been trying to contact him from childhood and who had been the cause of his sighting a cigar-shaped UFO while driving in Texas in 1955. The aliens telepathically explained to him why they'd chosen him to be their prophet. And this is a quote from, from Owens. I'm an experiment to them to find out just how much of the PK power a human being can absorb and stand. Before his head explodes. <laughs> yes. It took them literally ages to find a human being, myself, with whom they could communicate uh. back and forth. And he would later compare himself to the biblical figure of Moses. Uh, did he save the Jews? He may have. <laughs> I don't know. You know, is he comparable to Moses? I guess it's the whole control over water thing, maybe. You know, Moses parted the mm. sea, didn't he? See, my, my palace just came from smoking copious amounts of weed. <laughs> he just tricked yourself into thinking you were doing it. <laughs> I was just stoned and just... Was it Moses that did it? black people's heads. Or was it God <laughs> that did it on Moses' behalf? Uh, I think it was God acting... Well, if you believe that, then it's God acting through Moses. Or Moses channeling a small power of the divine. Mm. Could have been an alien. Could have been aliens. Maybe he could have had some really, 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 really big divining rods that, like, had <laughs> such. So they were so big that they actually like reversed the pull of the magnet, and that's what separated the water. Or he just like enlisted the help of some friendly beavers to build a dam. Or he was really lucky. Power over the beavers. Your power over the beavers. Or he beaver doesn't, doesn't want to be the beaver master. <laughs> exactly. Or he was really lucky and it was low tide and there are many places that you can walk across at low tide and you can't when the tide's in. So you just timed it right. Uh, that's what I mean. It was just pure luck. It was like, oh, fucking hell. Where's the sea gun? I must have parted it. I parted it. it clearly. Yeah. Well, he compares himself to Moses and Mishlov notes that his comparison engendered a belief in Owens that whatever harmful consequences resulted from his demonstrations, they served a higher purpose. Henceforth, Owens felt he need not answer to earthly authorities, but only the space intelligences. See, anybody that describes themselves like the prophet Moses or something, you know what I mean? It's like, fuck off. That's it now, you're in La La Land, mate. End of, innit, really? When anyone starts to describe themselves as that... Yeah. I would argue that there's, there's, that, there's, there's a lot of people out there with undiagnosed mental issues who think they can do special things. And that's it. It's, it's, it's obviously not, not well up in the head. But Idea, you, they're called ideas of grandeur, aren't they? Delusions of grandeur. Delusions, yeah. delusions of grandeur and massive arrogance. Yeah. To compare yourself to 
you know, a Moses type character. That's what I mean. It's like, and I don't need else. I don't need to answer to anyone else on this planet. I only answer from the to the space intelligences. <laughs> Unlike the nowadays Moses, I, I it's just like oh my god. It's definitely a cult leader type vibe, isn't it? I think he's a failed cult leader. Mm. I think he wanted to be a cult leader because there was a lot of. If you go to the fifties and the sixties, and I've been looking into an episode on this, the contactee phenomena, there was. A lot of people wanted to get into these sort of things, but the contactees was basically a low-level call. George Adamski founded that, and he's like, oh, yeah. Was he I, ex-Navy as well? I believe he was. What is it about all these ex-Navy yeah. people? Because fucking Scientology turd was at Navy as well, mm-hmm. wasn't he? Yeah, but he yeah he was, he was in the Navy. Oh, he made up so many stories made, about He it, was in the Navy, but... but no, he was he nearly in the declared, Navy. He nearly accidentally declared war on Mexico. Mexico yeah, we've done an episode yeah. on it. Yeah. Scientology, yeah. check it out. They all seem to be ex-Navy, these guys. What, what are the American Navy doing to their fucking recruits, man? Philadelphia experiment, mate. <laughs> and they're all of a similar, similar era... I mean, what if Al Ron Hubbard wasn't much behind <coughs> this guy in dates and that, was he? His no, they're, they're knocking around the same time. Yeah, yeah, really. yeah, that's what I mean. Age about the same, really. He must have been born around the 20s. Absolutely. Maybe a little so, bit yeah. earlier. Not the top of my head, I can't remember. But yeah, he's around that. If he'd have fought in World War II, he'd have been born in 20s, late 20s, wouldn't he? Yeah. Maybe they were all like on, on a ship together at some point and they all like... Let's was try and take over the world. It's the Philadelphia. They were all on the they're all on the USS Eldridge during the Philadelphia experiment. They all got their minds blasted by magnetic waves. That's my theory on this. Yeah, that's spitballing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Imagine if we've just uncovered something. Yeah, <laughs> so we had knocked on the door of two men in black. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> just look into this for me. <laughs> From 1965 to 1969, Owens repeatedly attempted to control storms or produce Atlantic hurricanes <laughs> and began repeatedly informing US government agencies about his claimed abilities, but to no avail. Now I know it's bollocks. We told the CIA and they weren't bothered at this point. They were <laughs> testing yeah, everything. They've been well all over yeah. it, mate, definitely. You got, yeah, that is a massive negative to that because I mean as soon as the CIA found the Russians are experimenting with psychics it's like well we've got to have psychics too otherwise there'll be a psychic gap and, <laughs> you don't want a psychic gap you don't want a psychic gap <laughs> you know it was there ahead of us it's a gap we're behind them it's, there was yeah. a missile gap you know maybe. they've got more missiles than us we need more missiles we need more psychics maybe they just he just knows that there are you know of the psychic gap or he knows that there's you know a job in that sort there's, a, there's a niche in the market. Yeah, there's a for niche it. in the market for him. That's why he's pushing forward. I think he might be onto something because remember he's, he's worked with a guy who was a parapsychologist and mm. said, "Oh yeah, I work with him. I, I can produce storms. I can do this. I can do that." And the CIA must have contacted this bloke and can you do any of that? <laughs> no. Okay. He was a typist. They would have looked into it. I think so. I mean, continually they just plucked out some very random people to go and work in their remote viewing and things like that which I'm still not 100% convinced about remote viewing you know we'll do an episode on it one day when Owens in 1969 published his book How to Contact Space People <laughs> he had begun trying to document his actions by announcing them in writing to other people beforehand and having witnesses write out and sign affidavits it's only through seeing this documentation Mr. of writes that he was able to put any credence into Owens claims in 1969, Owens gave up regular work altogether to concentrate on paranormal efforts. The rest of his life, he did so, moving with his children from one place to another in the continental United States. In 1987, he called a sympathetic tabloid journalist, Wayne Gruber, to say that he'd moved his family to New York State to be picked up by UFOs. Mm. He sent drawings of UFOs by his son and an affidavit from a neighbour confirming local UFO sightings. This was followed by a flurry of phone calls whose, co- which co- whose contents Grover did not disclose, saying only the predictions made at that time changed his life. Changed my life, man. Not for long. No, because on the 28th of December 1987, Owens died of cirrhosis of the liver, so was he just off his face constantly? Was he just pissed? Yeah. 
potentially, you know. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's the space intelligences. <laughs> they make me beat my wife. <laughs> Allegedly. I don't know. Probably not. I don't know. I'm just making that up for comedic effect. Well, swearing to the liver, he was obviously a big drinker. His wife would have left um, him. Yeah. All this UFO talk, I'm off. <laughs> yeah, because he's... And well, then again, if he's moving around the country, he must be making some money out of it if he's given up on normal work to do paranormal stuff. Mm. Mm. There's a lot of idiots for a lot of money. Yeah. Should we jump on that bandwagon? <laughs> genuinely, you know, I've given thought to becoming a televangelist. Even though I'm an atheist, people are gullible. Right. And if we can get them to give their money to us, and all I have to do is go on TV and, and say how great God is and you should give him your money. <laughs> I think I, I'd do it. I know it's, it's a bit immoral, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it with you. There you go. Mike, you it, man. Why not? Mike, what else going yeah, on? Mike's always on the fence. He's like, I don't give a shit. You've got to God shit. Yeah, I'll spell God shit. You lot can just be behind the scenes. You can write the shit for me. I'll be the front man of it. I don't mind that. Claire, you in? Yeah. I'll be the muscle. <laughs> oh, great. oh great, well I'm safe then. <laughs> You're more likely to kill me than anybody. Yeah. <laughs> He's a fake. <laughs> you you taking the money? <laughs> Mishlove identifies four researchers who are open to receiving correspondence from Owens to document his acclaimed PK actions, starting in 1968. Clinical psychologist Leo Springfield. We've heard of him before. We have, we've had his name come before. He's done alien stuff. Astronomer J. Allen Hynek, big name there. Blue Book. Project Blue Book. Yeah. Project Drudge, Project Sign, Project Blue Book. Yeah. Psychiatrist and parapsychologist Bernard Swartz and popular UFO author Otto Binder. They kept files up to the early 1970s. Sprinkle and Hynek eventually ceased corresponding with Owens due to his increasingly threatening approach to self-promotion. <laughs> you will take me! They couldn't keep him under control, basically. I'll start lightning strike your house if you don't investigate me. It's <laughs> probably what it's like. You'll, you'll see 40 days and nights of rain if you don't... <laughs> I can do it! Now, from these files, and files like other scientists, and from his own correspondence with Owens, Mishlove compiled the phenomena he considered the most impressive. So these are the ones he picked out that's got the most evidence for Right. right? This is the meat of it, then. This is the meat and bones of it, yes. Lightning strikes. According to a Philadelphia lawyer, Sidney Margulis, he and Owens were watching a rainstorm in the city on the night of the 8th of May, 1967, when Owens offered to make lightning strike any place Margulis chose and apparently succeeded, producing the only bolt in the rainstorm. Later, Kenneth Batch and Charles Jay, both of Merton, Pennsylvania, wrote in an affidavit they had witnessed three lightning strikes directed near the town city hall after requesting that Owens produce them there, and another in a different area of the sky where they asked him to produce one there. Mm. Affidavits are legal documents, aren't they? Legally binding. Maybe signed in the presence of someone like a lawyer it. or a solicitor. You take it back to the times as well in America. Strict fucking Christian. But this meant more back then. An affidavit was a, 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 mm -hmm. a, a big more. thing. Yeah, yeah, damn right. So that, yeah, for anyone to do that meant something because it's your your word on paper isn't it but then again like you said it's just it could just be a coincidence now what there's what three different times yeah in how many years has he been predicting this oh the lightning strikes 40 he's, years he's saying 60 he can years do this for fun. yeah he's only got three pieces of evidence yes he's got all three. them times so we can assume that all them other times he failed to predict it or there was no one there to sign an affidavit maybe that's the thing isn't it it's just the now, if it was uh, 300 examples... Of, yeah, well, yeah, obviously. That would make it a lot more... Yeah, but in 60 years, he's got three pieces of evidence for it. It's a little flimsy, that's all I'm saying. Well, um, what about Nixon's resignation? What about it? He predicted it. Owen's prediction that US President Richard Nixon would resign or be forced out of office was published by Warren Smith in What the Seers Predict for 1971. Well, everybody knew he was corrupt as fuck. Yes, but... I don't <laughs> and yeah, but still, I am not a crook. Well, <laughs> if you were. Watergate, it was 
no president had ever done anything like that or been caught doing anything like that, even though JFK bugged the Oval Office at meetings. But for no president, remember, had ever resigned. Nixon was sure was the first one to resign. Did Andrew Jackson get impeached? Yeah, but Andrew Jackson was a massive dick who wanted to fight everybody. <laughs> for a president? Well, Dick, Nixon was a dick, wasn't he? Yeah, but Nixon never fought like nine duels and killed eight men. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was a coward. It's an interesting one. It's, it's written in the book What the Seers Predict for 1971, mm. so presumably published in 1970. I just don't think it's that much of a stretch. I don't know, I mean, we're into a sparamancer territory here, aren't we? That woman we have on Weird News, or she got the Boris one wrong. Yeah. She, Nixon, was was he an actor beforehand? What was Nixon? No, that was No, Nixon, Reagan, that was Reagan, was, Nixon had been in politics for years. I mean, he was... Uh, I'm sure he was something to do with fucking... Wasn't he vice president to Eisenhower? He may have been, yeah. Yeah, he may well have been. He was vice president to somebody mm. around that time. He'd been there for a long... When he was 20, he was somebody's chief of staff in the White House. He'd, you know when they talk about draining the swamp? Mm. Yeah. Nixon is the equivalent of that. Nixon was the swamp. Mm. Which is probably why he didn't last very long, because he was crooked. Yep. That's what I mean. That's why I don't think but, it's hard but, to believe. But he wouldn't know that. Your average yeah, Joe wouldn't would, know that. He, maybe not at that time. I mean, Nixon won an election, so the North American people believed he was. We know he was corrupt. Trump won a fucking election. Yeah, but we Doesn't know. say he, much, does it? Yeah, we know he's corrupt because 50 years on, we've learned all of his ill. Do- well, his nickname was Tricky Dicky. Probably after, though. Yeah, I don't, know if after? I don't know if his nickname was Tricky Dicky before no, Watergate. probably after. It's, but that's why he got the mm. name Tricky Dicky. Because all the shit I that don't he comes out the woodwork when you're, you know, when you're the president. And, and if that, you think about digging, it, yeah. the media and such wasn't nowhere near what it is now. So it's not like that it was better. Been, <laughs> no, because it, it was. It was one newspaper kind of thing. They they would have read a newspaper. They did hold the government to account. Yeah, because they weren't owned by the corporations and billionaires. My point is, the news that would have been out there would have been better, but there wouldn't have been as much news out there. There wouldn't have been as much coverage of like their po- the politicians. No, and there like wasn't that. twenty four hour rolling news, but it, it wasn't there. like that. So all them politicians buggering kids would have got away with it because no one's ever going to find out about that. So the likelihood that he had they still any... have plants in the. Don't get me wrong. They still have plants in the in, it, you know, in journalists the in the papers. This guy, just Joe fucking nobody, having inside information on the government, on knowing that Nixon's a dodgy bastard. He wouldn't. He wouldn't know that. So that is quite a. It's quite a big prediction, really, in the sense that, like you said, there'd never been anybody else that had resigned, from, no. from your knowledge, anyway. So I think that was quite a bold prediction, and he got it right. So if it was nowadays, saying fucking say Ricky Sunak ain't gonna last long. Well, we all know that, and we? You know what I mean? Yeah, then, it's not making a prediction, is it? You exactly. see where you're coming from, and see your point. But in them days, you wouldn't have had that knowledge to go on would no you? he'd have known less about what they were doing so much more i don't know less. i don't know it's president of the united states you know yeah, but, a lot written about him yeah but also remember it's 19 it's 1972 man people still trust the government do they yeah, yeah. what well, after fucking vietnam vietnam's still going on at this point yeah i know yeah, yeah. People, a lot of people are against it yeah but there's still a lot of people for it yeah well, it was yeah a hell of a lot more it's the same now it's still propaganda still gets through doesn't it well but I do think it was less likely in them days for that to have been any kind of common knowledge. And remember, so. as well, let's look at the timeline. That greatest generation who was sort of came in 1945 back into being civvies, they really trusted the government. They trusted America. They trusted that things worked. And you look at the old, that's in the, they're still only like 60 odd now in 1972. Mm. More people did trust the government. Claire, what do you think about Nixon's uh, prophecy? It's, it is a bit. Out there on the on the side, don't you put me on the spot? I know that's why I did it. I'm gonna go with my hip. Thank you. Someone <laughs> agrees with me. You know, it, it's more it's a flippant comment as opposed to a, a prediction. Yeah. Based on what he's I don't think it's like, I don't think it's like whatever. You, you don't know what he knows, do you? Yeah. Come on, there must be more. More. All right, revenge on Cleveland. 
Not the guy from Family Guy. I was going to say, he's not offensive, is he? <laughs> that, that fun-loving chap with his fat stepson and... And no. fine moustache. No, it's, no, it's his actual son, isn't it, that went fat? It was the little one, it's the oh. little one with the big hair. Yeah. yeah. Some shit programme. On the 30th of May, 1972, after a disappointing reception to his claims in the American city of Cleveland, Illinois, Owens wrote to several contacts saying he would wreak destruction on the city in the form of heat, drought and people acting strangely. He told another friend there would be electrical disturbances, lightning storms, plane crashes and shipping accidents. The wrath of God? <laughs> he's yeah. like a demigod, isn't he? I think he thinks he is. Yeah. Yeah. But, but why? Because he, because people of Cleveland have gone, no, I don't believe his rubbish. <laughs> so he's gone, right, I smite you all! He's basically Sodom and Gomorrah. He wants to Sodom and Gomorrah, Cleveland, doesn't he? Yeah. That summer, lightning caused three fatalities and an unusual amount of damage, including a blackout. That bastard! There was a week-long heat wave was blamed for an unusually high number of people claiming to hear the voice of God, receive messages from outer space, or be secret agents on secret missions phoning City Hall. <laughs> okay, that one's weird. It is. I like that one. Mm. High usage of LSD and such like in the early 70s. Do you think he poisoned Cleveland? <laughs> do you think he's in the water? Yeah. Do you think he got loads of LSD just tipped it into the city's reservoir? Well. <laughs> hey, you know what? Maybe. <laughs> you never if know. Cleveland had a Batman, it would have been foiled. But they didn't. Every city needs a Batman, is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> Well, he is. He's like he's like a comic book villain. This guy, isn't he? <laughs> that's something like that. He's read far too many fucking comics. Yeah. That's his issue. I love it though. You can't even say he's gone out on the internet and gone. Oh, everyone ring City Hall and say you know mm. you want to be a secret agent because the internet's not there. Heat waves can cause people to do funny things. Yeah. They get heat stroke as well. Dehydration too. In the seats, the lightning strikes are weird. I, I love the people calling, ringing up the city hall saying mm. they're the hearing the voice of God. It was him, wasn't it? It was just him in the head. It's going, him. fuck you, Cleveland. Fuck you, Cleveland. <laughs> I'm going to drown you all. A warm winter on October 25th, 1972, after US government officials had warned Americans they could face fuel shortages if weather was severe, Owens wrote to Sprinkle and others announcing his intention to create unseasonably warm weather in the nation, particularly Virginia. News reports from the US Eastern Seaboard did reveal an unusually warm winter, especially in Virginia. (gasps) (gasps) After Texas weather, after being badgered for a demonstration by radio broadcasters in Dallas, Owens wrote to one of them on the 12th of February 1974 that he would cause freakish weather, including heat, sto- heat, storms and lightning attacks, but promised no one would be killed. These things did happen, destroying a good portion of the Texas wheat crop. However, some people were killed in car accidents caused by freezing rain. Ah. Oh, they would have happened Hail. Hail, then. Yeah, I guess. Freezing rain. But, you know, he's... People in Dallas are like, nah, you can't do it, give us a demonstration. I will smite thee! He just sort of looked at the long weather forecast, doesn't he? Do you think he's actually an award-winning meteorologist yeah. who never told anybody? <laughs> More likely, isn't it? Mm. Well, in a letter dated 8th of October 1975, Owens wrote to a radio announcer in Chicago responding to a request for a UFO demonstration. He said he would cause UFO sightings and that these would be accompanied by people doing strange things. There would also be electromagnetic anonymous... Oh. Somebody. Anomalies. That's it. Poltergeist phenomena, equipment and human errors at O'Hare Airport. Finally, he promised to sabotage Chicago Bears uh, football games for several months without anyone being hurt. He does think he's a fucking god. Mission of Notes newspaper clippings reported a mysterious radio signal coming from a bridge in the city. The slaughter of animals by a UFO group from Oregon. Unusual traffic jams at O'Hare unusual weather, and a disastrous season from the Bears, characterised by mishaps and ineptness. Well, he could have just seen a roster for the Bears and thought, you know, these guys were shit last season for another team, they're going to be shit now. It's true. Uh, then, uh, slaughter of animals by uh, UFO group. 
Well, that's he didn't like stop what he said. He said UFO sightings. Yeah. I don't know. It's. I think there's some weird shit going on, man. Unusual traffic jams. Caused by ineptness and these human errors. You know, these. Maybe they got like the seventeen-year-old kid in to do the traffic that day. <laughs> he was shit at it. Do you think any of this is remotely freaky? No. A little bit, but it's not causing me to think that he's caused it all. I mean, he said UFO sightings. He didn't say that... I didn't know who he is, Moses! Hang on a minute. He didn't say there'd be a slaughter of animals by a UFO group. Uh, he said human... human by people doing strange things. Yeah, people do strange things. There's only weird news every week. Yeah. When was the last time we had a bunch of Oregon UFO news <laughs> <laughs> slaughter animals, Mike? We've had them 500 <laughs> headless ghosts... Uh, ghosts? Goats a couple of weeks ago. If I wouldn't have heard of this ghost, would be really annoying because they'd all have their arm on their shoulder and it'd be like, you wouldn't know where to look. These things happen. Yeah. We see it every week. I'm not buying it. All Next right. one. On June, 1st of June, 1977, Owens telephoned Charles Powell, the chief of police for Cape Charles, Virginia, and told him he would bring a hurricane to the area. On the 6th of June, an intense storm with high winds and golf ball-sized hailstones Struck the coast, causing five deaths. Yeah, five days before. I'm sorry, but you know a hurricane's building. Yeah. Not just that. This guy is... Actually, I'm starting to think he was like the original supervillain. Yeah. He could be. He was like the original Lex Luthor. Do you remember Banana Man? Yeah. There was an evil baddie that used to control the weather in that, wasn't there? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's who it was based What's on. That? I think so. I don't remember that cartoon. Oh, there was lots of evil baddies on mm. Banana Man. There was like a different one each week, wasn't uh, there? Um, yeah, for our, any listeners abroad, Banana Man was a quite strange British kids cartoon. Kind of like Shazam. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Kind of like Shazam. It was a, a young, like young lad that would eat a banana and turn into Banana Man. Superman. Who, who was like six foot plus bloke. Built like a brick shit house, could fly, etc. So yeah, it was kind of like. And all the powers of banana. He was cool, actually, wasn't he? I've always thought they should remake that and bring a film out of it. No, and then, then, they, then they brought out Shazam, which is kind of similar. A well, similar. Either thing. way, yeah, yeah, it was in the eighties. Banana man kills people by poisoning them with bananas. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> bananas are, are deadly if you eat too many. The oh, potassium. Yeah, I think potassium. it's like I think you need to eat like four hundred of them. Yeah. <laughs> potassium poisoning, you'd essentially drown yeah. yourself, create too much water. No. Well, about the Australian drought, an Australian man who identified himself only by the initials BK wrote to Owens on the 9th of April nineteen eighty, requesting that he act to end a disastrous drought that had threatened to turn the southern part of the island into a dust bowl and had killed thousands of kangaroos. BK asked that Owens start on the northern tablelands of the north coast of New South Wales. Sudden storms brought flooding rain starting in the area BK had specified. The Sydney Morning Herald declared the drought over on the 30th of May. At the same time, a rash of UFO sightings over Australia was reported by the media. It's a long time for that drought though, isn't it? 9th of April to the 30th of May. So what they're saying No, no, is... no. It started raining shortly sudden storms by the 30th of may they've said right no more drought what droughts come to an end (laughs) pressure builds ufo sightings especially when you've got moses communicating with the aliens saying right come and do your rain shit now for us guys cheers i'm a believer i am i'm I'm all in it (laughs) i'm balls deep in this one (laughs) you're balls deep in the pk man (laughs) seconds ago you were like oh this is no, I'm, I'm, I am joking. There is some things that you say, okay, a bit strange if it was genuine. It's just because it's all the weather for me. It's but, just a bit... Well, it just does sound like some kind of weird supervillain that controls the weather. <laughs> yeah. I will bring down a storm on you and people will get wet. wet. Yeah, at least this time he did do something positive and brought yeah. an end to a drought rather than... He not- Normally yeah, it's only it's it Australia. Yeah. Australia's full of criminals. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like my birth land. 
<laughs> well, he's, he's I'm sol- the king of Australia. But normally he's punishing people with he's weather. So- he solved yeah. another drought here in California in oh, 1976. That was a joke, Australia, by the way. <laughs> I, I, I am not. I'm not uh, insinuating you are all criminals. Just most of you. I'm no, kidding. just the descendants of criminals, <laughs> which is true, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Owens wrote to parapsychologists Harold Putthoff and Russell Tard that he would end a drought that was approaching disastrous proportions with crops and livestock in danger by using storms, lightning attacks, and high winds and rain until the state was swimming in water. On the 5th of February, as reported in multiple news stories, the first snowstorm to hit San Francisco in, since 1887 also brought lightning and was followed by several weeks of snow, lightning and rain so severe that millions of dollars of damage was caused by flooding and some lives were lost. Many UFO sightings again reported in the area by the news. See, that in itself is kind of unusual because lightning isn't associated with snow very often. It's quite a rare phenomenon yeah. for lightning to appear with snow. It, does it didn't say snow and lightning, it say snow, lightning and rain, so I'm assuming okay. perhaps it wasn't at the same time. It did say the first snowstorm also brought lightning. Yeah, it did. Okay, I missed that bit. Yeah, the first snowstorm hit San Francisco you're, you're right, also yeah. brought lightning. But I remember it was only a year or two ago, it was in Scotland, they're having snowstorms, but they were that severe, and there was lightning strikes, and people were really freaked out by it because the lightning, the boom, the thunder from the lightning, travels so differently within mm. snow, mm. echoes and rebounds mm. a lot differently, but it becomes a lot louder and travels a lot further oh, no, and lasts a lot longer. Blasts out as well, like a like a vortex. Could it move the snowflakes? Uh, sonic boom technically could, and that is essentially what it is. Yeah. So it's a yeah, mixing that, of hot air and cold air, isn't it? The lightning cracker itself, and snows goes poof out. That'd be sweet. But either way, it does happen, but it is a very, mm-hmm. very it is a freak nature. A freak of nature kind of. They do have a lot of freaky weather over there in America that compared to us, don't they? Yeah, yeah. But I think even in American standards, I think lightning within a snowstorm is a very rare thing. Mm. Apparently, a very scary thing if you don't really know what it is. Yeah. And we've been having a lot more changeable weather as well, haven't we? We have. It's because of global warming, isn't it? Climate disaster. It'll be fine. It'll all be fine. So I'm not buying into this. Shame he's not alive, isn't it, really, to deal with the climate change? I think he's responsible for most of it. (laughs) (laughs) In early 1979, Southern Florida was suffering the worst drought in 40 years. Owens proposed to Grover a year-long demonstration of weather control starting on the 1st of March, about which Grover was to write a story for the tabloid paper National Enquirer. On the 7th of March, Owens wrote Grover saying he intended to create electromagnetic oddities, violent freak storms, blackouts, heat waves, hurricanes and UFO appearances. On the 15th of April, after a request by Grover to end the drought, Owens promised over the phone to send rain in a few weeks and ten days later a storm inundated the coast. However, Owens felt that he had been double-crossed by the tabloid after it killed the story due to a failed UFO filming session. So do you think he's like, there's going to be UFOs right there at that time and there wasn't? Can I ask a question? Why does he keep just writing Grover though? Why does he keep writing him? Just he's a reporter. He's having a, I think this is like a Hannibal Lecter no, the release thing. He, keep, he keeps <laughs> writing Grover. He's not mm. writing to Grover. Oh, he's just writing Grover. He's just writing Grover over and over again. It's just that awful American use of the English language, forgetting to put words into things. Mm. Is that not acceptable? No. He wrote two Grover. He wrote two Grover. But the Americans say wrote, and the other wrote them. Uh. It's just one of those little things that because that just tells me he's writing Grover all over the place, (laughs) getting getting his fucking graffiti pen on Grover all over the fucking walls of the subways. Oh, I grab an assy can't I? Yeah. Here's your little armband. Thank you. (laughs) As bad as that. British politician that wanted to ban the Oxford comma. Oof, well, there's more important things to be worried about. I know, yeah. <laughs> Accordingly, after he felt he'd been double-crossed by the National Enquirer, he wrote to Grover on the 15th of May that he'd bring the drought back to Florida, and the summer of 1979 was virtually devoid of precipitation, 
as reported in the newspaper at the time, and water rationing was imposed in the Florida Keys. Again, I think this is very common. In Florida especially. Yeah. Really hot in Florida. Pretty much smack bang on the equator, in it, Florida? Mm. Now, on the 22nd of August, Owens phoned Grover, saying that a hurricane he had promised in February would not cause unnecessary deaths was now in the making. The monster storm Hurricane David threatened Florida on the 2nd of September and Grover phoned Owens to say that thousands of people would be killed if it struck the state directly. Owens wrote back the next day to say he'd, quote, cooled the cane. <laughs> and it did indeed weaken unexpectedly before hitting the state. Grover reported that Owens had phoned to say he'd turn the storm away from Grover where it was living. And this happened too. I cooled the cane. I'm going to start saying it, I'm bringing it back. <laughs> Don't worry, I've cooled the cane. He's promised it in February, but it come in September. <laughs> he got taxing. He's got. He's got. He's got to smite Cleveland, Claire. <laughs> it takes a lot of energy. Hmm. It does seem a bit selfish, though. He does seem to be concentrating all of his efforts on his own country. He should be going out to fucking Somalia and places like that, giving him rain. Yeah. 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 These poor. Yeah. poor fucked countries that haven't had rain for years and they're all dying of starvation because they can't grow any crops. Why didn't he go, here I'll have a bit of rain. He did it to the Aussies. It's a valid point. Maybe they should have contacted him. Or maybe he was just full of shit and he couldn't solve world hunger. Because he could have solved world hunger. Something happened genuine. in his childhood, a traumatic event, which he could have been like Superman, he could have saved the world, but, but instead no, it made him evil. Made him it? evil, didn't yeah, it? That's yeah, that's right. He was too busy smiting people, whereas he should have been helping people. I think he was pissed all the time, that probably didn't know. <laughs> that's, that's why he was just smiting everyone, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, I fucking hate you, bastard. I've always oh, hated the Chicago Bears. I love you, Mr. Australia. I fucking love you. I've always hated the Chicago Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Mishnah devotes a full chapter to Owen's apparent ability to wreak havoc on team sports competitions, noting that this received more newspaper coverage in sports sections than his purported ability to control the weather received on the front pages. Owen said he could not help a team he favoured but could hinder one he opposed by causing human error. Sports riders are said to have witnessed him on different occasions effectively sabotaging the Philadelphia Eagles, the Baltimore Colts, the Los Angeles Rams, the Baltimore Bullets, the Virginia Squires, the Dallas Cowboys and many more teams. See, I'm just picturing bloody Professor Quirrell sat there muttering to himself to try and make Harry Potter fall off the broom in in the first Harry Potter film. He's sat there like chanting away like, <laughs> trying to like make them fumble the with the ball. On the sideline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like waving his fingers, like a bit like Mr. Burns, like when he's going, mm, excellent. A bit like that, but like. <laughs> what about the, the woman sitting next to us just trying to eat a hot dog? <laughs> <laughs> what if he's supposed to be passing her a hot dog and he's too busy waving his fingers around? <laughs> well, no, he's psychokinetic. He just uses his mind. He's, he's just focused, isn't he? He might have his two fingers to his temple at the resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> he probably has. Yeah, he's standing at the back, controlling everything. Yeah, <laughs> with his tin helmet on. You might have a tin fall out on. We don't know. He has to take that off to, to control it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can have a, a darker side. In June 1972, near Chesapeake Bay in Virginia, Owens demonstrated an ability to make PK energy show up on radar, according to an affidavit by Bill Richards, a friend who had access to the equipment. Owens then predicted that rainstorms and plane crashes, as well as other accidents, would happen as a result. There were indeed rainstorms and several accidents, including one Navy jet crash. Owens also claimed to have inadvertently caused the crash of a plane and the deaths of more than 100 passengers in New York. So why didn't he go to prison for mass murder then? <laughs> Proving court. He just said he admitted it! Yeah, and he could just say, ah, oh, plead insanity. <laughs> I can control the weather what if he was in court and they're charging him with this and he goes it's going to be a hurricane in a minute and, and all of a sudden one just whirls through the town and just like blows away all of the fucking yeah. well, light, court, lightning strikes him. the building yeah lightning strikes the judge would you, would you arrest and bring the gavel down and <laughs> the judge and all 12 members of the jury just frazzle yeah. it's like oh I, I, I'm, I'm off then. Okay, so bye. I call for a mistrial. Just as they've read a guilty 
<laughs> Half through the guilty reading. Oh, because as soon as he bangs the hammer, it's, it's, he's got to bang the hammer, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Owens also warned he would cause a severe fire season in California, declaring the state would become hell on earth. Fucking hell. Um, due problem? to annoyance at the refusal of newspapers to give him credit for ending the drought. <laughs> what was his fucking problem? What does he want? I ended your drought. Now, come on, give me credit. Right, I'm going to burn you all, you bastards. He actually makes Lex Luthor yeah. seem quite fucking tame. <laughs> He's like a little timid puppy compared. Mm. Can't believe this guy's like, you know, going around the place with kids as well. What the fuck are they doing? I don't think I know what I know, to be fair. <laughs> Why were my kids born into this? At the very start, he moved around the country, didn't he? Mm. Oh, with his children. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more impressed his wife put up with him. As <laughs> if she put up with him, you don't know. Well, he was drinking heavily. Maybe he had her like caught in a fucking tornado or something. <laughs> if like, you leave and take the kids, I'll, I'll put you all in a twister. <laughs> well, was it? No, maybe he just had her in a constant little twister, just following him round. Oh, he'd be vomit everywhere. <laughs> yeah, he's all, he doesn't matter. He's all concealed within the twister. <laughs> she's, she's just, she's just I think she'd just be a, dead she's just spinning a constant fucking S- a twist of whirlpool of vomit a tornado of vomit that she's in the middle of <laughs> and faeces because she's just there for a long time yeah she's well, just coated it now and again he just chucks in a few chicken legs for her to cook and clean I've a poo in that here's your KFC <laughs> <laughs> Not soup! No! It's mixed with the feces! <laughs> At least I could pick out the chicken legs. <laughs> they just pass through. The only minimal splatter on That's that. That's what she said. <laughs> Min- pass through. Minimal splatter on the KFC. <laughs> oh, digression's great. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> As the 1980s progressed, Mishlove reports that Owens became more and more angry that he was not receiving the recognition that he deserved. His communications became more grandiose and threatening. At this time he was homeless and said that the aliens would launch a war on the US if he was not provided with luxurious lodgings and an enormous salary. <laughs> Black men in the US fucking government now. The balls on this guy, though. Yeah. I mean, come on, the balls on him. Yeah. He's homeless, but he's still getting paper and writing to these people. Postcards, yeah, maybe, I don't know, he must be. This war that the aliens would launch on the U- only the US, though, thank fuck. Would only end when a book about him that was being written by Mishlove and paranormal writer D. Scott Rogo was published. His relations with Mishlove soured when Mishlove pointed out that Owen's declarations were increasingly failing to materialise and chastised him for his threats and destructiveness. However, they did later become reconciled. Bless. Mishlove notes that Owens took credit for more events than he himself found reasonable. Even assuming that large-scale PK events are possible, he points out that the newspapers are full of unusual events. Every day something unusual occurs and it's not always a result of psychokinesis. Robert Todd Carroll in his Skeptics Dictionary calls Owen a man many others would call delusional and in need of professional (laughs) mental health services. Yeah, that's exactly my conclusion. I think you could all agree with that, to be fair. He was like some kind of evil, maniacal, fucking weird Lex Luthor type. Yeah, he really was. Yeah, he, he was, did yeah. think he was Lex, didn't he? He wanted to be Lex Luthor. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But I think he truly believed it as well, though. Yeah. I think that's the sad thing. Mm. I, I get the feeling he actually believed that he was doing controlling the weather and shit. I hear there's some freaky stuff in there. Not just the weather stuff. I mean, the one that really reeks have a country cargo was quite interesting people behaving strangely and all of a sudden everyone's like oh I'm speaking to God and ringing up the town hall that could just be mass poisoning or something though couldn't it you never know it could have happened it could be a shared delusion some yeah some I mean you know it's shared. very hot people again heat stroke I don't know what sunscreen was like back in 1972 probably full of lead or something possibly you know so it used to say that lots of people didn't get heat stroke and as one person did it and then it gets reported in the paper 
and someone reads it and they get heat stroke and that's ideas in their head already. Well, what if there it was spreads? Like... It spreads. It's not like the Mandela effect. It spreads out from one source. Oh, there was, just, there was just two people that have said that they were, were going to was it attack or something. And then it becomes multiple people said this. Oh, there were secret agents. See, that's it. Maybe it was only two people that said they were secret agents. But then you know, it, it just got reported and made bigger than it was. Yeah. Or there was some youthful young chap that was, or chapettes, that was playing a prank, walking around with one of those big, like, loudspeaker phones or something, just hiding in the bushes. <laughs> this is the voice of God. Mm. Of course, you have to look at as well that he just knew some people in Chicago and got them to do it. Yeah. He had moved all around the country, he must have known people everywhere. Oh, maybe all these I'll give affidavits. $10 if you ring a radio station. All these, you know, these signed affidavits, which, yes, at the time, in the in the 60s and 70s, are considered like literally signing your word, your honour as a man or a woman on the piece of paper and saying, this happened. Something you could pay for, though. It's something you could pay, it's something you could pay someone to do, yeah, but how much money yeah. is he making out of this? And like I say, he's going to get some right. Well, if he's travelling around... Uh, for 60 country. years, you're going to get some predictions right about the weather. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah, I think you can see weather patterns uh, very well. Hmm? What's his name? The, what was the weather forecast name? Thingy Snow. John Snow. John Snow. He got it right once or twice. <laughs> he wasn't a weather forecaster, John Snow. Yeah, he was. No, he wasn't. He was a news, news presenter. presenter. Yeah. No, you had Michael, Michael Fish. 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 Ah, Fish, Snow. Fish wasn't it? <laughs> Well, he didn't oh. get the hurricane, right? Did he? Yeah, I know, uh, exactly. That's why I, was, that's yeah. why I, I, I knew who I meant. Yeah. I just yeah. said the wrong name. I do apologise. It's all right. Michael Fish. Michael was, yeah. Fish. Yeah, John Snow, he knows nothing. Yeah. Uh, about the weather. Uh, <laughs> he knows nothing. <laughs> <laughs> John Snow, he's Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> fucking hell. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Jesus. The worst general yeah. ever to grace Game of Thrones, ever to grace Westeros. What a dog shit he was. He was terrible. <laughs> Rewatch the Battle of Winterfell. The worst military. It's the worst military. <laughs> worst strategy to defend a castle you'll ever see in your life. Yeah. I think that's more the writers that was it. Fucked it up. The last season. The last season. Episode two. You know when they're fighting the the undead attack Winterfell. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. He's, you've got cavalry, and, it's, and it's they've all... got no cavalry, so all of a sudden they're just infantry. You've got. Them, Major advantage. There's 100,000 cavalry, yeah. what the point? Of the best life cavalry and swords. With flaming swords. Now, you don't send them off into the night in a charge. <laughs> a suicide charge. Against, you don't know what is out there. You know what I mean? But it's then just, they all die and come back to life on the enemy's side. So they you've put got their like, siege weapons outside the castle, yeah? So the enemy have got no siege weapons, but if they attack and kill enough people, manage to gain that ground, then all of a sudden they've got siege weapons now to attack a castle. <laughs> That they never had before. And you put all your best troops on the outside of the castle <laughs> in front of a ditch that can only be bridged by people putting stuff down and then you've got to hope that they can get it up in time so that your men can get over before the undead. Yeah, you don't stand uh, behind the castle walls which gives you that advantage. No, you don't stand on the castle walls and the height and they've got spears. <laughs> and be fucking excellent there. You put no, your no, best you men stick, in front of it. You stick them all out in front of the castle in front of a ditch that's on fire and just let them all die. That's what you do. Yeah, we'll have an episode on that one day when Claire finally watches Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I don't think so. Everyone says the, the ending shit. I'm just not, not willing mm, to give that I understand. What, I understand. I know, but there was a lot of good stuff before. There was, there was. But not everybody thought the ending was shit. I thought it was okay. I expected the twist. I expected her to die. It was. I very, didn't think they did it right. I didn't think they... they they planned it right. It was very they? rushed. Yeah, it should... was, and it was clearly obvious. It was very rushed because they got given you know what? new films or something, didn't they? To fucking write, didn't mm. they go off and write mm. something I can... else? And I would yeah. have Immediately, it took me as soon as she burnt yeah, King's Landing. Yeah. It took me out of it, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, it's just not what we've been promised for seven seasons. Yeah, it, it, went, it completely went against the character arc. Yeah, and the same as Jamie's character arc went completely. Everyone south. went dumb, didn't they? They lost about uh, twenty. Yeah, Tyrion points. became the dumbest man in Westeros. And the spider, uh, not the spider, he, Littlefinger. No, the other one, the Sparrow. Not was the spider. It was the spider. Varys. Yeah. yeah, Varys. Varys. Yeah, all of it. You know, all through 
throughout he's weaving these webs to keep himself safe and he he, and he smashes out. them all down, fucks up the judge and ears, and then ends up getting killed. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah, it was crazy. It was very rushed, but enough about Game of Thrones. Yeah. Do watch House of the Dragon if you get a chance. That's really yeah, good. Yeah, it was good. But I actually, I think he's full of shit. I think he's wonderfully inventive. I think he's very arrogant. But the question is, one day, can we get to that as a species? Can some of us... I'm not saying we're going to do it. I'm not saying it's going to happen in the next three, four generations, or ten generations down the line. Will that part of our brain either mutate, evolve, develop, who knows, we'll into where we're at an X-Men kind of mutant level where we can control shit with our minds or we can use telepathy? Well, look how we've developed over the centuries anyway. Our minds have developed. We have become cleverer. We have become... You know Actually, I mean? we haven't developed a lot over the last million years. No, but we have become... We haven't been around for a million years. Of course we have. I meant, I meant, sorry, I meant the last 100,000 years. But, but our minds have developed over that time. and it's Actually, it's mind. pretty similar. But the reason we've not changed is because... The reason why our minds haven't got bigger is because of birth. You know, it takes a big brain. You need a big brain, don't you? And... Mm. and you got to get through a little hole. That's why our babies are so weak and defenceless. Their brains aren't fully formed, are they? But yeah, I mean, it could get bigger, but I mean, a bloody lamp pops out, and twenty minutes later, it's walking. Yeah, takes us two or three years. We're completely defenceless to that point. But you think of it like this: yeah. we are a foot and a half taller than we were. That's true. A, yeah, a thousand years ago, we're, we're stronger. We're, we are. So we probably yeah. are. We will have bigger heads. We will have. There are brains. mutations now, actually, in people, people oh. that live in the Himalayas. Mm. They've got something to do with their lungs. Helps them. Oh, it's what? Like playing, survive yeah. lower oxygen levels. Which football team is it? This Ecuador. Ecuador. Every team struggles to go to Ecuador because it's a main mountainous country. The stadiums up in the hills. They can breathe at that level because they're used to it, and we can't. Mm. Ecuador at one point had like a hundred percent home record. <laughs> yeah. No one could fucking beat them there. <laughs> Everyone's like just struggling to breathe, and they're just running around like lunatics. <laughs> so there are yeah, and, the, and some of the fishermen they dive, don't they? Hold their breath and yeah, go underwater. Yeah, yeah. yeah like forty-five seconds. Longer, deep, longer than that. Longer than like four that. minutes. It's four and minutes. You're right. Deep yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like really deep. And again, they've got slight mutations in their lungs and things that help them to. So on a small I, I scale, we so are evolving. Yeah. With I, training, we can evolve over generations. We have to train ourselves to do it. It's possible. It is a possibility. In ten generations' time, will we have unlocked like some kind of at least telepathy? What you'd have to do is just to find two people that've got the same thing and breed them, and then breed their well, that kids. That leads up to all sorts of ethical questions. <laughs> oh, no, no, yeah. I'm just saying, you, know, you, you the Nazis are quite dangerous. <laughs> well, that's what we do with, with plants and things, isn't it? It's we, weird. we identify the traits and we breed it. It is odd. Like I do an art. You know what? What is odd though? Is we it could probably it? do it. Obviously, we've got the genome now, haven't we? So we could probably do it. Well, yeah. Engineer but, it. We're quite happy to breed plants and dogs and horses and other vet and cats to get this perfect specimen of humanity. But we won't do it with ourselves. Well, you say. Well, we, we did. Won't. Well, we did, but obviously it was done for nefarious purposes. I know, yeah. But, we've never, uh, but that's why a lot of like Jamaicans and things are good runners. But in some way, because they were, they were naturally bred anyway. for that, you know, the physicality, that's, weren't they? You're absolutely right, but it's a very dodgy path to go to. No one saying. likes to admit it, but you're right. But it's naturally done anyway, because like you're like people pair up, don't they? Like people are getting better looking because the more better looking people that pair up the better looking children they have and it, yeah, but it's only it has a knock on effect uh, over generations doesn't it and over the time like probably we've got better looking we've probably got stronger we've probably got taller because of breeding because a tall person would, would find another tall person more attractive than say someone well, not seen- necessarily because I saw in the news today there was one guy and he was like 7 foot 5 and his wife was like Three foot six. Yeah, but I know sometimes opposites attract. Yeah, but most like dwarf fetish. tall women, for instance, won't go out with a guy that's shorter than him. So if you, a lot, woman, it? if you get a woman that's five ten, she's going to more than likely marry somebody that's six foot plus. How many small like 
Millionaires, have you seen with big tall wives? You see it all the time. We're talking one in fucking a million people. We're talking small numbers <laughs> of people. Money talks at that point as well. Yeah, though, yeah it? that's all about Bernie Eccleston. <laughs> but I do actually. Have you seen? Have you seen Jeff Bezos recently? No, I wouldn't. Bloke's I, fucking ripped. I would, yeah, I he's just got himself like a twenty-year-old girlfriend. Right. But fair play, the pan is a thing though with billionaires, is they're all getting shredded because they've realised there's no point being a pudgy dog even if you're a billionaire. Because there's enough of us out there now. Yeah. Then. So, no, they, they are. Bill, Jeff Bezos is legitimately shredded now. I thought you were going to say Bill Gates then. I oh, nearly did. Bill Gates is a right meathead now. <laughs> <laughs> he makes Arnie look small. Uh, he's realised there's no point. Can you imagine that? You can't be. Well, you can't be a fat billionaire and have a 20-year-old hot girlfriend because at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to perform in bed very much with them. If you're a 50, 60-year-old fat man, you're not going to keep up with a 20-year-old. The money helps, but eventually... Now, you need to you need to get into shape, don't you? And that's the only reason they're doing it. What, what a, Bezos. What a tangent we've got. Yeah. How the I fuck think... did we get to that? My point is, in ten generations, I think we can be at his level. Maybe. It could happen. I don't think we're opening our mind enough. Because <laughs> we, we, only, we only use X amount of our no, brain. No, that's, that's not true. That's is that a, not true? No. We pretty much use all of it, I think. Do we? At different points, yeah. I was different things. say, it's at different times. But, you don't yeah. use more than about 30% of your brain at any one yeah. time. But there's no saying that we can't unlock its full potential over the course of generations, with selective evolution or, or well, just evolution. I, I think... Mutation. There are lots I think of we theories. are using it to full capacity. I don't think there is any hidden well, there are lots things of that theories. we haven't unlocked yet. I, don't, I, think, I think that's just a fallacy. I don't think it's well, a third eye. Oh, well, that's something different. Who knows about that? I, I've got a third eye. Yeah, we don't know where that is, though, mate. This is normally lives in my trousers. Yeah. It's big and brown. Kid <laughs> <laughs> so, brown. Are we not I... convinced by the PK man? No. no. Yeah, man, I'm well convinced by him. Not. There was a few slightly, maybe could be, a little bit. No. Tiny bit convincing sometimes. Don't say not again. That's so nineties. I know. I thought exactly the same thing. Thinking Wayne's World or something. Like that. Not. No, I don't know. You're so nineteen nineties, Pete. <laughs> Sit in the corner. <laughs> Sit in your nineties corner. <laughs> Brian Adams. <laughs> and listen to Celine Dion. My heart will go on forever. I'm going to right now. <laughs> on that bombshell. Mm. On that bombshell. I think he did something. I think he was a forerunner. I think he was a mutant. You think he was a proto-X-Man? Proto-X-Man, yeah. Idiot. Go on. <laughs> Sorry, <enough. laughs> no, no, of course I think it's bollocks, man. I like to think we could one day select individuals may end up being able to do that shit. Well, with genetic engineering, who knows? There we go. And on that bombshell... Owen Ben, thanks for listening. Don't drink the flavour aid and don't join a cult. Owen Mike, thanks for listening. Peace out, may the force be with you. And I've been there, keep an open mind, but not so open that it spills out your ears. And I've been Pete, aim low, but shoot high.